Welcome to Inclusion Matters, produced by the Center for Inclusive Child Care, aka the CICC. We're located at inclusivechildcare.org. Welcome to Inclusion Matters, a podcast of the Center for Inclusive Child Care. I'm Cindy Croft, Executive Director of the Center, and I'm here with my colleague, Priscilla Weigel. Hi, Priscilla. Hi, Cindy. And we are so excited to once again have Beth Menica with us. She is um, new staff, actually, at the Center for Inclusive Child Care, and she is our Infant Toddler Specialist Network Program Manager and also managing all of our relationship-based professional development work. So we're so excited that you are with us. and. Mm-hmm that we're going to be able to get some of your expertise around infants and toddlers for our listeners uh, in this podcast. So yeah. very excited. So today, do you want to take it away, Priscilla? Well, I think that, Beth, you we were talking beforehand, and just one of the topics that you thought would really be useful for the listening audience was just looking at that language development piece for mm-hmm. infants and toddlers mm-hmm. and how we can enhance that in our caregiver interactions and also maybe even pulling in a little bit about how the coaches support that if they were to go into a site. But we can start with just some of those really useful tips that come to mind when you think of that topic. Well, I think um, there are some things that I've noticed in talking with other coaches about this that people sometimes have misunderstandings about language development and promoting it with infants and toddlers especially with infants and that's because infants aren't talking back to us yet mm-hmm. with words right? With but words. they are talking back yes. to us yes. so um, it's partly recognizing that that's happening and we know so much more about that from research mm-hmm. anyways that they really understand a ton mm-hmm. Um, But there's also that nonverbal communication, which I think we naturally as human beings respond to and do that serve and return, that back and forth that is so critical. But I think sometimes when you're in a caregiver position, you forget about that natural response that as a parent you might have or an auntie or an uncle Mm -hmm. to respond and pay attention to those nonverbal cues. And so I want to remind people that language is really going on even if you're not hearing words and some children will not develop oral language if they aren't hearing so that nonverbal communication is critical with all children to start working on it Um, Mm -hmm. can you can you elaborate a little bit and maybe even give an example so let's say we're in a family child care setting and one of the infants is trying to get that caregiver's attention but not using words and it might be a situation where if, if the caregiver doesn't cue in, it might be missed. But what are some things that providers and caregivers can note to watch for in those really young children in their care, those early signs? Oh, goodness. I mean, well, gestures are critical. And that's also critical that we use gestures with children. It helps them understand what's going on. Um, just like when you, if you were trying to learn a foreign language, gestures would be really helpful. It's really helpful for children when we gesture and research shows that gesturing makes a difference. But I think another thing um, that we're all familiar with that you may not know the formal name of is something called joint attention. And that's, you know, when a baby catches your eye and then they look at an object and then they look back at you and you can tell they want you to look at that object too. That's called joint attention where you're both sharing attention on an object. That's a really critical point um, for communication with infants. And that's something to watch for is what are children paying attention to? 
what can I see they're interested in? And children, this is curiosity is going to be a theme you're going to hear from me. Children are so curious Mm -hmm. about the world around them. But just even it might be their foot. You're both looking at their foot, you know, and playing with their foot together. But um, one researcher that I read about said that might be one of the first formal conversations is that joint attention where you kind of look at each other, look at an object, look at each other, talk about the object, even though you're doing the talking Mm -hmm. and you're giving the words for conversation for that child. It's because you've paid attention to what they're interested in Mm -hmm. that it has so much power. So just as a caregiver, kind of what, what do I see this baby is looking at as I carry them in my arms? I think about my daughter when um, my, she was in a family childcare home and the provider wrote us a note um, saying that I was holding Isabel by the window today and she said, look, the trees are dancing. And I thought, oh, they're probably all by the window all the time and Carol's been talking to her about what she sees outside and now Isabel's doing the same thing, you know, doing it back with her. So what are you interested in together, you know, Mm -hmm. looking at and noticing in those quiet moments you get? I think yeah. what you're what you're talking about reminds me of two things. First, that um, people who are listening need to th- need to think about to be intentional in these uh, interactions and remind themselves to do it, even if they're busy, if they're holding an infant while they're trying to do, you know, talk to a preschooler over here or whatever. And they also the other side of it is they're also probably doing that and not thinking about it Mm -hmm. as the important foundation they're laying for language Mm -hmm. development. So we want them to keep doing this great practice, but then also think about intentionality in in how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. So I think that's encouraging to people listening. Oh, I do that. Mm -hmm. I just didn't know that's what it was, and now I'm going to be more focused on it because I realize how important it is to, to the development of the infant. Yeah. I think another thing that um, we do naturally with infants and toddlers, and we should do with preschoolers, but we feel a little funny about doing, is what's called self-talk and parallel talk. Mm -hmm. Or people sometimes call it running commentary or narrative, Mm -hmm. where we're describing what they're doing or we're describing what we're doing. And again, I think we naturally do this with Mm -hmm. children, but we feel funny about it. And we shouldn't. So when you catch yourself doing that, I'm going to put your diaper on. I'm going to applaud yourself Mm -hmm. because you should be naming those things and describing those activities. Um, And in English, we tend to be um, noun heavy with like kids going, what's this, what's this, what's this? And so that kind of talk describing actions or what something looks like as they're doing it gives them new words like verbs or um, adjectives that we don't use as often. So certainly for English speaking and for also for shy children who aren't going to speak as quickly or are slower to speak, they're getting that experience of conversation again in words even though they're not ready to give us a lot yet. Mm -hmm. They're taking it all in. (laughs) So I think that's another strategy I think is really important for us to pay attention to. Yeah. And I think a theme that I'm hearing as you're describing these things is as kind of back to what Cindy was saying earlier, a lot of these things are happening naturally, but too sometimes they get forgotten in the busyness of the day. And so reminding yourself, okay, this is part of my work. This is part of my 
caregiving curriculum, this is part of what I need to be doing, so am I doing it? Am I making a mental note to make sure that I've done this with every child in my care today? Somehow, some way of connecting, sharing that joint attention moment, sharing that, that self-talk, that parallel talk, that running commentary. Because children, you can see them just light up when they have your attention and they have your listening ears, and then when you start talking to them, oh my goodness, it's even better. So those things that seem so incidental and maybe not as meaningful to remind ourselves, yeah, those are really big things all the time for kids. They are, and it's really um, a reminder of the joy in our yes, work. Kind yes, of like, exactly. oh, we're both interested in them. This child is curious yeah. and interested in the world around them. Oh, that's so exciting. Or also, they're doing these great things, or I'm doing this with them. Yeah. And naming that, all of that is a part of possibilities to name what we wonder about and what we're excited about in working with them and who they are. Mm-hmm. So For sure. I love it. That's, That's fabulous. A great, great thought to end on. Isn't it, it is. So thank you, Beth. And for those who are listening, we're going to bring Beth back for other podcasts as well on infant and toddler. Um, just the way we relate to them and what they need from us. And so we're really excited that mm-hmm. we'll be doing some more podcasting. If you, if those, if those of you who are listening, if you want to contact us, you can go to the website, inclusivechildcare.org, and there are several different buttons in there that you can, that you can click on to send us a message or a question. And if you've got a question about infants and toddlers, um, you can go to the Ask an Expert feature, mm-hmm. and that question comes directly to us and is is answered right away. So we hope that's helpful for those who are listening. Again, thank you, Beth and Priscilla. Great to be here always. Thank you.